not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. But did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. And you'll never have to pour or measure detergent again. Can we, can we all get along? Terror, horror, death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Hello, everybody, Brain Trust. It is so thrilling for me to be back with you again. It never gets old. It's been eight years, and it's been uh, richer for me. It's more fill- a bowl filled with more cherries. It's almost as though no one's eating the cherries. And why? You got a whole bowl of cherries. Everybody loves cherries. Sure, they have pits, but one of the easier pits to discard of. Almost fun. You can spit them across a room like little miniature bowling balls at even smaller pins in my mind. And people don't know that. Am I allowed to talk yet? Probably not, but okay. you can. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna, no, you know what? I was just going to say something about how it's like the anti-pomegranate. Say it. I, I did, basically. Did. Yeah, right. because a cherry, you're right. A cherry pit, you just, it's gone. It's great. Yeah. It's a fun pit. It's like a clean poop. It sure. leaves the situation cleaner than before. It does. Pomegranate, it's just murky and messy. Yeah, that's exactly right. But before we started, you asked me if I had any questions, mm-hmm. and I got them all out. The one I didn't ask, yes. which I should have asked. Sure you should have. Uh, is should I wait till you formally introduce me? It's a great question. I know. Not enough people ask it. I didn't. I know, Not enough hosts say it. And I, they should establish it up front. It's really my right. bad as a host, and I feel like the question is moot at this point. No, I don't think it is. You don't think so? No. I could just tell you to stop talking, and you would stop talking? Wow, look at that. I mean, they can't. Ah, no, it didn't work oh, at all. Oh, crap. <laughs> didn't even last a second. May as well do the intro right now, I feel like. Okay. Um, this young lady has been so wonderful to me, mm-hmm. has had me on her podcast countless times. I'm a, I'm a regular on your podcast. I can't count them. I'm part of the family. You are. And um, she's a podcasting pioneer. Mm-hmm. She's a legend in her own time. She is the host of the Allison Rosen is your new best friend podcast. I've been singing it out loud all day long. The theme song. I love it. And her name is Allison Rosen. Hello. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. See, this what just happened now because I said, should I talk yet or not? And then yep. you're like, I may as well introduce you, mm-hmm. which I imagine you just jettisoned whatever plans you had for before. I did. They're yeah. gone now. I know. this. That happened on my show. Mm. It's, it, ha- it happens on and off. Sure. So I recently was like, by the way, I'm going to do a little talking at the top and then I'm going to bring you in. Smart. You start yeah. prepping the guests. Yeah. I usually remember to do that. It only took me like 12 years to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> How many episodes have you done of your podcast? I don't know because I don't number them. Oh, you but should. But I, I know. What episode am I on? Like, I don't know exactly, but like 230. Mm. I've done not as many as I should over these eight years. That's right. part of my great life regret, but I'm building it back now every week. I started my podcast in 2012, so I guess I'm on eight years too. Yeah, but I started I'm in 2011, so I guess I'm in nine years. I actually started mine as a live internet <laughs> streaming show in 2010. Really? Yeah. I actually started mine, no joke, in like 2007, 
called Glebe Drives With in my car on the way to shows with comedians long before comedians and cars getting coffee ever existed. Right. And then somebody dumped my podcast recorder accidentally into a beer and I didn't back up the files and lost all of them. How do you accidentally dump it into a, it's a beer? a little recorder. I had it on stage. It came off stage. An Italian comedian gave me a big Italian hug and knocked it out of my hands into my beer I was holding. Mm. And they were gone. I only had one or two left and I have released one years ago on this podcast just to prove that I was first. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, Did I win the war then of who's the earliest podcaster? Yes. Out of the way, Jimmy Pardo? I don't know. Who claims to be the Pardo first? Pardo might be the first. He's been around for a long time. And he's never not funny according to his name of his podcast. It's true though. It is true. He's very I find good. him to be always funny. He's a very funny guy. Yeah. I like Jimmy Pardo a lot. One time I texted him to ask him to do Comedy Juice at the Improv many years ago. And he said, Ben, are you out of your fucking mind? It is 3 a.m. right now. Apparently I was maybe stoned and didn't realize the hour mm. I was texting him. It's this raises an important question. Does it? I think it does. Okay. You'll be the judge. Sure. So it's only fair. It's your I'll podcast. Be, I'll, I'll be the Buddha judge. My husband's going to come over go here political. and say negative things at you. Yeah, probably. Although on my podcast recently, he claimed he doesn't hate Buddha judge, but right. I think he does. You think so? I think he And you he, think he also hates Klobuchar? I can't get a read on that one. I don't think he hates Klobuchar. Okay. I don't he think he hates... He's a dragon lady, that's all. Yeah, and he didn't understand why that I was, was not super into him. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it afterwards. I was thinking if he had said she's a tyrant, I would be much more okay with that because mm-hmm. at least that is a reflection of her professionality or her the way she carries herself in a professional setting. And doesn't have a sex built into the title doesn't of have, the insult. It's not a gendered comment. Right. At the, at the I'm time on Allison's on, podcast this week as well, and you can hear the yeah. backstory to this. At the time it came up on the show, I didn't because because he's referred to as a dragon lady, and I'm like, Are, is that really what you mean? And then you asked, is the problem that he said lady right? That and and I'm like, no, because at the time I didn't think the problem was that it was gendered. I just felt like it sounds like he thinks she's a demon from hell, and I don't, I, you know, I what I've know that he said about her i don't think he really feels that way about her and so i was just saying to him like you might want to qualify that because i think people are gonna think that you totally hate her but anyway but super nice people don't usually throw notebooks and phones at people but just saying you know whatever i'm not saying that he thinks she's super nice right but i'm saying that like to me dragon lady is like akin to saying like succubus or whatever whatever i knew what that meant what was the other thing you were gonna say don't judge but before we got off on the oh yes, yes i know and and i I'm sorry. Oh, it's my fault. I, I tangented by saying Buddha judge for no reason. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I accept your apology on your show. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Can you text someone, aside from Jimmy Pardo, at any hour because you can assume that they have their phone off like I do? Or do you only text during appropriate hours? A little bit depends on the person, but yeah. generally unless they're like a parent that you know goes to bed early and keeps their phone on because they're on call for some emergency job they have. I think it's fine. Like I had a people, a couple people get mad at me for this many years ago mm-hmm. before people ch- figured out like the do not disturb function. Right. And people really knew that texting is something that if you're a little baby bitch, if that wakes you up. And so now <laughs> I just kind of freely text. Okay. Do you? I don't really. I still try not to text too late. Although I'm never bothered when I receive a text from someone real late or I'll receive really early texts and they never bother me. I love waking up and seeing six texts there. You love that? It makes me excited. It makes me feel like, wow, even during the night, I'm in demand for frivolous conversation. <laughs> that's right. I think that's nice. Do you ever read an email in the middle of the night and then completely forget about 100%. it? hundred yeah, percent. And it's, it's like important thing. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should not allow myself access to my email until I'm like standing horizontally or something for vertically. 
Yeah, I should do the same because it doesn't, aside from the ego stroking of like, wow, six frivolous messages, Mm -hmm. I am in demand. It's not necessary. Aside from that, in general, I find it just stresses me out to be reading it while I'm still in bed. But I do it constantly. I do it constantly and I'm forgetting stuff. It makes for a good excuse. I'm so sorry I read that at 6 a.m. and I woke up at noon and I didn't remember it. I guess it's not bad, but I'm I'm very bad at remembering my things, clearing them out. I've been finding emails lately that I have not been uh, ever seeing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's because I, I don't have a spam filter. I do it with my eyes. Okay. And I, apparently, I th- it's a little bit more fallible than I thought. Wait, you don't have any spam filter? Correct. Does I have 147,000 unread emails on my phone right now. But do- doesn't your phone automatically spam them? No, I don't have a spam filter. I know you've said it, but it's like I can't, I can't comprehend <laughs> it. So I'm. Do you not use Gmail? I do. But Gmail automatically spams. Is no, there a way to dis- no, it doesn't. Disable it? Yeah, I think you can disable it. It has those four categories now, but on your phone it doesn't even have the categories. It's just all in one. That's oh. where I look at email almost entirely. Oh, I entirely. see what you're saying. Just all comes into one yeah, thing. Yeah, it does. Um, so I just see it with my eyes, but it's not effective, and it's starting to hurt my life in bad ways. At Allison Rosen, oh, by yeah, the that's, way, that's where you can find is where me. you can find her that's with where two you can L's. Get in touch with. With one L, it's where you can get in touch L. with Ben. I'll I was just pass. testing you to make sure you knew it. Oh, I know. I oh, I know. Down here with one L. And by the way, there's a sticker for your podcast on the corkboard behind you. I told you about it in the past, but just so you know, I'm not lying. I'm going to turn the wrong around. way. Turning I'm turning the wrong way. way. I'm going to turn this way. Can you see it? No, but I trust that it's there. It's there. It might be cut. Oh, look in the bottom, like middle left, kind of covered by the curtain right now because I just moved the thing there. But do you see right there? I see it. Okay, good. I just moved. I shouldn't have moved. That's okay. It's Welcome back. Elaborate blocked set i just wanted to tell everybody all i was gonna really say up front is that i'm gonna be in edmonton at the house of comedy i'm sorry at the comic strip in edmonton alberta canada february 27th through march 1st second biggest mall on planet earth you can get tickets at benglebe.com and i put my special neurotic gangster on youtube for free you can watch it my showtime special anybody can watch it just search neurotic gangster it'll come right up and that's it for now how does showtime feel about that well showtime only had a two-year license on oh. it and that's been expired so it's on amazon prime right now and they don't care we're well, still great. plugging that thing on amazon and whatever i'm not too worried about it so we're gonna get into the news of the week okay i want to know about your life in a minute too great but first i want to get into the big story let's of the week. do the more important stuff taryn manning clarifies her concerns about britney spears amid backlash do you hear about this no, and actually, when you said Taryn Manning, I my brain thought of Chelsea Manning. Oh, and I thought, oh, my brain thought of Taryn Cameron Manheim is what my brain thought of. You thought oh, Chelsea Manning? Yeah, no, but Taryn Manning isn't she in Lovely. Orange Is the New Black? I think she was in that. I don't, maybe she still is. Is she still going? Is, am I thinking of the right? I think person? you are. I think you are. Carmel would know. She does not know. I think she plays. Uh, that one. one of the people in it yeah. who's in prison. She was in Eight Mile. She was in Eight well. Mile, yeah. correct. And then, obviously, this week, Eminem performed "Lose Yourself" at the Oscars for right. no reason whatsoever. Right. It's a That's song from twenty years ago. So she clarifies her comments about Britney Spears. Right. So apparently, Britney's acting erratic again. Okay. And we're all concerned. You know. I've been losing sleep. It's hard. You know, how long will it be until she's umbrella balding it again at people? <laughs> I know. We I don't, don't know, know what's going to what happen next. The status of her hair right now. I think it's full length. Okay, so she's due. She's due for a, for a breakdown. <laughs> yeah. And people are concerned. A lot of people controlling her life. Taryn Manning went on Instagram and said she was worried about Britney, and um, posted a photo of the three of them, her and Spears and Zoe Saldana from 
Crossroads where they played best friends. Mm. I don't believe Taryn Manning really even likes Britney. I met her. I interviewed her briefly for my show, the Glebe Show, in the Sundance Festival many years ago, like 2002. I was like, well, it's like working with Britney Spears. And she goes like, oh, sorry. Oh, so that suggests there's a story there? It's suggested. But now people are claiming that she's just doing this to get likes chiming in about Britney because why not reach out to her personally if you're concerned? It's a fair comment. It's a fair, fair question. Wait, sorry, what were her comments again? So she just posted saying, um, I'll get the actual post down here. She said, not trying to get likes. I could care less. I'm worried about my friend and co-star. Too many times we let one go astray and never bother to poke our heads around. Not my chair, not my problem. Hey, at least we aren't walking into a gas chamber out of left field today. Hashtag love. What? I don't know what that means. Now Why is she to invoke the Holocaust? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. At Britney Spears, for all of you who hit me daily to do something, I hear you now. We care. Voice away, angels. This is your playground. Can't phase us anymore. She is my focus. Loving you. What? Wait, I'm sorry. What were her initial comments? Though? That was the initial comment. That was the initial comment? That was the initial comment. I got another. I got a response comment, too. But that one's pretty bonkers, right? Yes. But I, if bonkers is looking out for bonkers. Mm-hmm. Does it cancel out? No, I don't think In so. No instance, I, huh? I tried it once. I tried to out crazy a crazy person at a Rome train station or in Milan train station we were sleeping outside of when I was a young backpacker after after high school. And it almost led to us being like abducted and murdered, I think. So it's not a great plan. Was this the same trip where the uh, French police called you little baby man? You better believe it. Yeah. Your memory is incredible. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, only for some stuff, though. Okay. I don't. I think if Bonkers is looking out for Bonkers, that means the whole thing is crazy. That's what I think. Yeah, I probably it just exponentially increases the crazy level. I think so. Her response was, quote, response to media. First off, my apologies to Brittany. Um, I had no media agenda. Never was I seeking attention nor press via Brittany. The reason why I posted was because many of her fans contact me daily begging, all caps, me to do something. I used to not respond. Then I started to ask for proof of these allegations they presented. Finally, I posted because it was eating away at me for months. What if there's something wrong? I wanted my post to be about the forgotten ones. Hence the sentiment. She's trying to be Shakespearean in these things she's writing. Yeah. But it's but she's missing the mark. She's missing the mark. She just sounds. Um, look, if she's the one in Orange Is the New Black, I like her a she lot. She is. She is. Yeah, but her posts sound melodramatic. Yeah, she does not even the end of it. She continued. I did okay. not expect the amount of hate in my inbox though, and I don't need it in my life. People can be cruel. I like Brittany. We had a blast at that time. Lies, I think. I've already discussed this. Mm-hmm. And I want her happy like any decent human would want for another. The Christian in me sees the Christian in her. You are so very loved. Is she a, a preacher? What's happened? I don't know. Again, and uh, people have made this point, which I'm coming around and agreeing with them. Like, why not just reach out to her? Right. Maybe because she allows me to have her number? I know. Because I do a lot of my communication through Instagram comments. Mm. And in general, that is like calling someone and, and just hoping, hoping, hoping they don't answer. She yeah. can leave it as a voicemail. It is. Like, and usually, like, I'll suggest someone comes on my show in an Instagram comment because then if they respond, I'm That's like, oh, nice. good. That's you want to, yeah, because right. I don't want to, I don't want to, right. um, like, be aggressive with my mm-hmm. with my book. I should probably be a little more aggressive you with sh- my booking. Couldn't hurt it, but still, couldn't hurt it, to be more aggressive with my booking. Mm-hmm. Thank you for gingerly putting that glass on glass. Did you down. see what I did? So amazing. Yeah, I did not it's clonk a real that. Pro, a real That's pro. right. That's right. You'd be amazed the guests that just bang it down. Jimmy Pardo. Mm-hmm. 
and you. That's right. We're the three pioneers. And Kevin Smith. And Kevin Smith. What was the Glebe show? I feel like I know this, but I don't know this. It was a TV show I had in college for four years at UC San Diego, a late night talk show. And then I did it for the National Lampoon College Network oh, cool. for two seasons as a talk show. And then the budgets got reduced. So we turned it into a sitcom that oh, wrapped wow. around a single camera sitcom that wrapped around hidden camera bits and Mound Street and sketches all on one theme per episode. Really fun. And uh, Lauren Michaels then bought it, partnered with us, and probably video. We sold it to Fox with Lauren Michaels, and they're supposed to make a pilot, and then they lied, and they didn't make it. And my oh, career derailed for a couple of years as I emotionally dealt with that blow, you know? Yeah. Where did Lauren go? He's fine. He's doing good. He's still at Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is in that situation. Well, where- he was – so he was very hands-off, first of all, but – what happened was often happens in this business is you sell a show and then it takes a very long time to close the deal and you go through drafts of the script as you're doing that. We got paid for the script mm-hmm. and by the time we were ready to shoot it, they fired the whole comedy department at Fox oh. and they cleared the slate. So we didn't get to do it because you don't get credit for a show right. that you pick up that that uh, that you didn't find or purchase. But if you put one on the air, then you get blamed for it. And nobody cares. That's a bummer. It's cool. You know, whatever. It's all and- good. Also, how did it go doing your show at 3 a.m. and then going to San Diego to speak in an inspiring way to women, which is you are confused (laughs) by, and I guess I am too. That is very Um, true. At 7 a.m. It went really well. The podcast was great. It was a solo episode last week. I thought it was a very fun one. I had a blast with it. Gotten good response. And then I drove, Carmel actually drove three hours so I could get work done in the car and went straight. At 7 a.m. Yep. And arrived, well, we left maybe like 8.30, but I went to bed much later than the podcast, so I still only got three hours. And then it was great, got there, and turns out the whole weekend was not just women who lead, which really explained a lot. <laughs> it was, that was one of the themes. Got and the, it. the other keynote was a prominent female. They did not think I was transitioning. I was wrong about that. I was just there as a noteworthy former graduate. Mm. And I did the opening of the weekend keynote, and they gave me this cool glass cube with the school library in it. Oh, that's cool. And that's about all. Oh, they gave us two nights at a hotel. It was really fancy. So all, nice. this is, you're trying to just say they didn't pay you. That's what you're trying Correct. to say, aren't you? Not yeah. any money at all. No, but they paid you in glass cubes and yeah. a hotel. Yeah, and like a pen. A pen? A pen from is the university. A, is it a fancy pen heavy. or like a ballpoint? Okay. No, it's heavy. So it's not like a Bic or something. It's not a Bic. It's a pretty nice pen. Uh, Carmel's holding it right now. You can see it. There it is. What do you think? Pretty hefty. This is... A serious pen. Yeah. I mean, you don't this want a pen that heavy. No. It'll give you carpal pen. tunnel. You never are going to use this pen. Nope. But it's a nice pen. It's nice. I appreciate it. If you it. buy a fancy car, sometimes they'll give you a fancy pen. That's true. And this is similar. Or a keychain. Or both. Yeah, sometimes if you're very lucky and you're a fancy yeah. person. But I, right. I used the weekend with Carmel. She wanted to see my whole college experience. So I took her all over San Diego. We got into my uh, on-campus apartment and my dorm. Showed wow. her the actual places I lived. Went to the late night taco shop I would go to, stoned all the time. It was really fun. That's cool. It was cool. I'm impressed that you can do stuff like that on three hours sleep because I used to be someone who uh, never had an, never got enough sleep mm-hmm. and really like I was seeing this guy who worked nights, so he would get home at like three a.m., mm-hmm. two thirty, three, mm-hmm. and I would you go were over a there. Bartender. First of all, I wasn't banging him. Oh. We were we were actually when so I almost qualified it and then I thought, oh who cares? 
I don't even, I wanted to be, I liked him, yeah. but we had like mostly just a friendship that occasionally was a little bit more, but in general, I just pined for him while hanging out with him as a friend while thinking it was something more. I've been was, there, I've been there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I spent, I don't know how long, a semester, even though I was no longer in college, but still of age to measure my life in semester. I spent a semester <laughs> or so going over to his place at like two 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 thirty, hanging out till like I don't know five, going home, getting a few hours, and then going to work. Damn, yeah, at like nine. No, I didn't have to get there till eleven or still so. Though. But yes, exactly. Yeah, crazy. Still, and, and I was fine. I how was did you fine. fix it? You were fine, and did it stop? You were less able to do it after time. And how did you fix your sleep habits? The well, guy, now you I'm with the guy. Oh no, but my sleep was still, I still like, I went where the fun was. That's smart of you. I, I like chased that. the fun for a long time. Adventurous spirit. So did yeah. I. So did I. And then at a certain point, I just realized I can't do, like, I remember I took a red eye from Los Angeles to New York and I arrived in New York and I felt, I felt like it was unsafe for me to be in public. I was so out of it. Damn. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm too old for red eyes. And mm, just, it was I give up slow, on red eyes attrition mm. of recognizing that I'm now too old to have fun. And now I have, and then once I realized I w- could no longer have fun, I decided to have kids. Oh, interesting. We're going to get to that. Yeah. And that is when you really don't get enough sleep. And I'm like, I'm way too old to not be getting sleep. Yeah. So, and you can't when you have the kids because they, they take your sleep away in their own way. They are like little dragon ladies. That's correct. I really wish you didn't say that. Oh. You know, if you I want, had you want to lady, reevaluate them? they're like little dragons. They're, little they're like dragons little tyrants. They're like little tyrants. That's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Do you think celebrities should be allowed to have children? Because Blake Lively opened up this week about her three daughters in a rare admission, quote, I'm obsessed with my kids. Enrique Iglesias and Anna Kornikova welcome baby number three as well. And Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are expecting their first baby. Mm. I don't know who half those people are, but the point is I know they're famous. Ryan Sophie Reynolds. Sophie Turner is from Game of Thrones. She is? Yes. Okay. Uh, Talking about dragons. Yes. Ah, right. How do I tell one of the, the years of experience the podcaster enabled me to tie those two together? That's right. That's right. If this was year two, you never would have. No chance. Never. No chance. Uh, Joe Jonas is from the Jonas Brothers. That made sense to me. Yeah. I figured um, I kind of deducted that. Blake Lively from Gossip Girl. Deduce that. Sister of Eric Lively, who played Rusty in European Vacation. I'm no way. Pretty sure. Whoa. Uh, pretty sure. I have a That's habit. the best Rusty there is. It really is. The Rusty's changed all the time. Yes, they did. I have a habit of saying things as if they're fact, and then I'm like, oh, I got that totally wrong. So someone check that, but well, I'm pretty that, sure that I'm right. That fits very well in our modern culture. Yeah, I know. R- Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively don't ever do movies at the same time, and they're always together, and they travel to the set, and the whole family's together. For their three daughters that she's obsessed with? Right. I think in that's her, nice. That's a rare admission. Right. It really what does is. she How normally she dare admit? Say it? Nothing. They don't talk about the kids, but oh. saying they're obsessed, it's really going on a limb. There are celebrities, and I realize I have not answered your question, and you're still hanging on Every my bated breath. Right, because you got to know, do I think it should be legal for celebrities mm-hmm. to have children? Yeah, correct. But I'm just going to make you wait a little bit longer. Sure, that's fine. There are celebrities who refuse to ever talk about their kids, and right. like they have kids, and you don't even know their kids' names. I'm, and then I'm the opposite. Mm, you're the opposite, yeah. I put it all out there. Sure which, I mean, you really do. I've been on podcasts where you're talking about prenatal experiences and Were testing. you on the one yeah. where I was talking about Daniel's comments on what my vagina looked like during delivery? Oh, I don't think I saw that one. Okay. But I, there was one where you were like concerned about something and you were worried because there was a fluid or something and you were not sure. It was just, you definitely share is the point I'm saying. Yes. Well, yeah, I do. 
Um, and now I share, but my kids have their own. Well, they're they don't have their own rights. They're three and one. No, but at some fine. point they will. Or personalities. Not, it's not like you're giving away private secrets of theirs. Right. They don't have a life they're trying to hide from anybody. That's right. But, but also, at some point, I probably should pull it, reel it in yeah. for because they. But us podcasters it. are not celebrities. Like our job is to share everything. Yeah. That's way, a rationale. I mean, it's rationale. It's true. Because I, like I talk it. about the news and I don't have to share personal things, but I like to. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's a, if celebs want to have kids, I think it's okay. I'm in favor of it. You? Ah, uh, I think they should not be allowed to. Mm, like, and if, and if so, one. No, it should be one child max, like China, former China rules. Right. One child. If it's, uh, regardless of gender, I would allow one child. Do you think if Blake Lively only had one, she would be more or less obsessed? I think she would be more obsessed, but she would be less able to handle it because you have to entertain the kid so much more yourself. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not a parent. I have one dog, and it takes a lot of effort. And I feel like if there was a second dog, Carmel makes the argument that the dogs would entertain themselves. We think about this with Wendy. Mm-hmm. Again, some celebs, they don't mention the name of their animal. You, you, but you don't I, mind. You've already made the point that podcasters aren't celebrities, but that doesn't jibe with my worldview wherein i am a celebrity <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> i like that uh and so i but I, i'll share my dog's name is wendy and we also wonder mostly me not daniel my husband i wonder yeah, I'm familiar with them yes i drag of the dragon lady comment yes, i wonder if wendy i wonder what it would be like to add another dog because i think it'd be nice for her to have a little playmate what's and your dog's demeanor like i only see your dog spazzy a little, a little bit psycho, like a little bit. Yeah, she's like spazzy crazy. Yeah, like comes um, up to you and like does never seem to relax. Kind of is always like, what's happening here? A little bit Christopher Lloyd in the Back to the Future series or anything Christopher Lloyd has done. Yes. Is your dog's vibe. If she Spirit had animal. human eyebrows, they would always be like, what? <laughs> 100%. But she's not like that at home. Sorry, you've only seen her at home, my home. She's not like that when it's just us. Okay. But any time a new person into her, a new person is anyone who is does not, not live there. Uh, yeah, who does exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't live there. Mm-hmm. Um she like barks at them and then comes close and then they reach down to pet her and then she backs away and then she like jumps up and then I mean she's just crazy. I she's very highly strong. But you love the dog still. Of course. So much or does it ever bother you? The the disposition. Her disp I wish she could just be chill. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think that's yeah. a training failure on your part, or is it just the mental makeup of your dog? I feel Take like your time. It's probably both. Okay, I feel that's like it's answer. probably both. Way to hedge on that. I like that. We got her a few weeks after our dog before her, who was perfect. We had a perfect, the most perfect angel sweetie of a dog. Yeah, died suddenly and tragically. It was awful. I'm sorry to hear Thank that. you. And um, so we got her a little. Probably earlier than we should have, but I was just like, I can't wake up in a house without a dog. It's too painful. We have to. You got him very quickly after you got Wendy. Like three weeks after. Oh, yeah. wow. Daniel okay. would, would have waited. Just longer. cover up the cover up the wound with a yeah, but it another dog. I mean, it didn't work though because then I was like, I've got a puppy and I'm heartbroken. You know, mm. and I don't regret it, but it didn't make the pain any less. Um, but anyway, I think that. We were both still grieving Oliver's death that we probably didn't. Sometimes I get like 
I don't know, uh, spiritual is the wrong word, but sometimes I get like spiritual for lack of a better word about it. And I think, oh, she like picked up on our trauma or something mm. and it turned her crazy. That doesn't oh, really wow. make sense. But, um, but I think probably we just, we, we weren't in the right headspace to be training a dog at that time. Also, she was a little bit older. Like the recommendation is get a puppy, you know, at this age. Uh, and then, you know, they can be properly socialized and da, da, da. And we got her when she was a little bit older than that. And I think that she hadn't been socialized at all. So, but I, I don't know how much, this is such a long winded way of saying, I don't know how much it's temperament hers. And I don't, I don't know how much it's nature and I don't know how much it's nurture, but she's very sweet. She's very patient with my kids. So I like that. That's nice. And she's very snuggly. I know you don't ever, you just no, see dragon lady. And dog. I still think she's a cute dog. Yeah. I'm just a little afraid she's gonna bite my fingers off. She's never bitten anyone. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, I know that she's. I know she has an energy that's right. like back off. Yeah, but she has literally never even bared her teeth or anything. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. She's my listening. dog occasionally does bare his teeth. Really? Has he nipped you? Yep. When I tried to grab ice away, he brought ice towards the carpet, and I don't want a wet carpet. Yeah. So I was just trying to block off the carpet, and that, and he kept taking on the carpet. So I just tried to pull the ice away, and a little bite on my finger. Didn't hurt that bad, but I was pretty pissed. Yeah, what'd you do? Yelled at him. Do you think he got it? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, I have you, another can, qu- you could just pull ice out of Wendy's mouth. My kids wow. will pull food well, out I can, of her mouth. I can generally pull food out, except meat sticks. He's very possessive. Mm-hmm. Any kind of meat stick, he loses his mind. Right. And you have to tr- trick him with other better food. But let me ask you one more question about your personal life, and then we'll move back to the news of the Please. week. Please. So, you have two children. Yes. And congrats on the new baby, by the way. Thank you. How old is the baby now? Going to be a year on February 20th. Wow, time flies. I thought you were going to say three months. <laughs> I know. I thought you were going to say three months. It feels fast to me, too. So how do you balance your work and your home life? And are you still as passionate about podcasting as ever? Do you love that you've made this life in the podcasting world? It's a good question. Thank you so um, much. Doing this a long time. I know. Eight years is, is what it? I heard. Yeah. I am still as passionate about podcasting. In fact, I started another podcast. Childish. Yes, with Greg Fitzsimmons. Great man, very funny man. Yes. Uh, and that's, We used to do Chelsea together, lovely guy. He has such good things to say about Chelsea. Oh, he's one of the podcast pioneers because he gave me advice on the podcast before I started mine, this one. Oh, really? What yeah. was it? Well, he told me a couple of things that influenced how this podcast became. He said, audience loves to be involved. Mm-hmm. So create a segment that you, so that's what Twitter Answers is coming up later. And... He, uh, that was the main piece of advice I remember, but that was a good one. We sat down, he, he used his Chelsea Lately green room as an office and he says, mm-hmm. come down, sit down. I'll tell you about podcasting. Yeah. He's it was, great. It was really great. So we do childish together. Um, so I have an outlet for more, more kids stuff. Although lately we just talk about weird sex stories from Interesting. our past. Interesting. Really? Yeah. That and not always off- us. Okay. I know. Um, so this guy, were you just replaying one of them? Yeah, right now? can I was, you share one? Yeah, then? Because, I can. Please. Yeah, this came up. This it was actually on this week's show. Great. So I w- we were talking about being jealous of people's exes, ah. um, and how weird that is because they're with you now. Right. So why should you be jealous of someone from their past? I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> Are you trying to stir up shit? <laughs> no. I'm just Getting around, I'm just getting around. So, Sometimes I'll bring up stories randomly from my past, yeah. and Carmel doesn't love it. Yeah, and I'm like, well, why would you? It's just stories, it's history of my life. Well, imagine if this was the history. So there was this guy that I was seeing, and he told me about how he had like used a banana on an ex girlfriend or something. Sure. 
I was just kidding, saying okay. sure as though I've done it. I've not done it. Henry, Henry got very riled up by reaction. that story. Does he like bananas? He does. Carmel's allergic, so oh. that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of this is this is what came up on the podcast. A lot of questions. The main one I have being like. Was the peel on or was the peel off? Because if the peel's off, it's going to be too mushy unless it's right. an unripe or a frozen banana. Right. And even then, a frozen but banana it, would work. It would be too cold. It would be very painful. And then if it's on, it's dirty. And also sharp. Like with yeah. the, the nubs. The en- I feel like the, 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 non, like the bottom end wouldn't be sharp per se. It, maybe not. I f- still feel like it's a little bit jagged. And so you told this story and your ex no, and no, your no. current – and. No, no, no. Someone I told got this, jealous? Oh, just you just told the story. No, this was... A, I was weirdly jealous. Oh, you were weirded by, he, out by it, right? I was like weirded out that he. this was part of his past, and I was weirdly jealous of the girl, <laughs> the girl who had received the banana. Not because <laughs> I wanted that, but just that like... I don't know. For some reason, it's like he was that into her that... But I mean like... It reminded you of a more youthful, yes, experimental time. Yes. That you yes. wish you, you had that... Kind of just him. not that exact thing, but something similar. Yeah. That being said, I feel like is a banana a real indication that you're into someone, or is it like I'm going to keep my fruit in my pants and I'm going to grab for something from the fruit basket? You know, because he's not did really. You, you just created an analogy there. That is what I did. Wow, like I lost. I didn't follow the analogy, but I. He didn't want. He didn't put himself inside, or he put a banana. In oh, her. I see. You don't yeah. think that happened after? You think it was just that, or oh. was that foreplay? You typically right. think a banana would be foreplay. Yeah, you know, you're right. I hadn't thought about that. I right. don't. I really don't know. I you, don't know. You didn't I ask just... for if it was the full interaction or not. I didn't. So is that the? That's a pretty weird item. I've never heard of a banana used sexually I before. Still have it. I still have trouble believing it. Just because you don't think he's lying about it. No, it doesn't make any sense that he would lie about it. Right. Exactly. Like, what's he trying to do? Impress me? Right. With that, even though it did work, it impressed you a little it bit. Didn't. Imp- no. Well, it... you do. You were longing for some similar experiences. You ever used fruit not, in any cir- circumstance? No. I, I've used fruit, but not inside people. What have you Just done? Just like garnishing, you know, garnish. Have a little bowl there on the side. <laughs> a little <laughs> strawberry, maybe rub it on a nipple or something. No, I fruit has never been part of my love life. It's a pretty good idea because fruit's very tasty and it's healthy. You're not even yeah. getting sugar in. It's only healthy sugar. It's natural sugar. Right. Well, it's got the fiber. It's got the fiber as well. Well, so that's, that's good, really yeah. not what I want to be I thinking about. I do have a friend. No. I, I'm just talking from strictly a glycemic index level. I do have a friend mm-hmm. who had sex with a cantaloupe, and apparently there's a man that did that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, makes a lot more sense. Um, apparently, it's not the worst stand-in for a lady. You have to be a kind of a mushy cantaloupe and like a big. Oh, deep you know what? One. Maybe he put it in the microwave first. But then my His thing penis is penis like, or the be- cantaloupe. <laughs> the cantaloupe. In the you, microwave, I, think I don't maybe see the, the purpose of that. To Make like it warm. Soften it up, but you got to be careful because yeah. you could be. I mean, that could be hot. Yeah, I don't like anything I'm hearing now, and I think a watermelon would be better. Why? I can see the consistency of a cantaloupe being more accurate, but you'd have to cut the whole like. I think you have to cut, cut the whole like towards hole. the top, not in the middle. Right. That's right. exactly what you oh, stand it. Yeah, stand it up like a football. I'm a little offended. Uh, offended at my own self at how quickly I intuited how to do that. <laughs> Right. Not ideal. But I feel like a watermelon, that's suggesting that like a vagina is mealy. But I, mealy? D- I don't have a great... I don't even know the definition of the word mealy. <sighs> like kind of mushy and granular. I was just I trying... don't like watermelons that much. Oh, I, see, some people say that. It's insane to me. It's one of the great joys on earth. Well, then you should have sex with one. 
I don't know that they're related, but I'll take the advice under consideration. Biden calls voter a lying dog-faced pony soldier mm. at New Hampshire event. Did you hear about that? I did. Now, my understanding was that that's – because at first I was like, what? Yeah. Is he trying to lose? Right. Which is how I feel about Tom Steyer, too. Yeah, Tom like, does, is wearing Irish kilt ties. And- I don't understand. I've never heard Tom Steyer say one thing about why anyone should vote for him. He just – comments on politics as a whole i don't don't necessarily disagree with him though that's the interesting thing but i've and maybe i've just missed it because i haven't get a job on msnbc after this i guess i've literally not heard him one time say that's why you should vote for me his commercials say it but yeah on the debates he doesn't Commercials like i created jobs and then i took on the environment and i led the charge to impeach trump he does tout his record a fair amount all right well i just haven't seen those but he always wears weird colored belts and ties Biden, though. So it's a reference. It's a John Wayne reference. They say right? that, but they can't find any John oh, Wayne movie that is, it's set in. It's like a perfectly extra odd thing to be saying, oh, it's from a John Wayne movie. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Trust me, you lying dog faced pony soldier. I'm it's a great insult. That. I'm going to claim every, every time you say any, a weird thing. Any th- time anyone has a problem with anything. You should fuck a watermelon. It's a John Wayne That's quote. It's a John Wayne reference. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who did he say this about and to? Uh, well, to a to a female voter in New Hampshire before the primary that he just finished fifth in after a fourth place finish in Iowa and he is in gigantic trouble and his yeah. campaign's on the ropes this early. Granted, a state with any black people has not voted yet and black people supposedly love him. We'll see. But um, he was asked by this woman, "How can we think you're going to win when you finished fourth in Iowa?" And he said, well, it's a caucus state. Have you ever voted in a caucus? And she said, I have. And he goes, you're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Yeah. Then he was kidding, supposedly, and he said, it's actually a good question. So that's his idea of joking. What a weirdo. He's weird. He's a weirdo. You saw the leg hair speech. No. Oh, yeah. He was speaking at an event with a bunch of children literally flanked all around him. And I don't know the context, but he all of a sudden starts saying, I have a lot of leg hair, and I used to love when people would rub, children would rub my leg hair up and down, and... And I love when children sit in my lap. I enjoy it. I enjoy a child in my lap. He needs what? a filter. He needs to stop talking it forever. <laughs> he needs <laughs> or, to or that not forever, but like publicly. Yeah, he's done a great life in public service. Mm-hmm. We owe him a gra- debt of gratitude. Let's get him a free keychain and a pen. I was going to say a pen. Yeah. yeah, and just tell him thank you right. for your service. Right. It doesn't seem. Cogent. I mean, he he says things that are weirder than what Trump says, and that's impossible. And he does it. Yet I feel he's a far less nefarious person. Oh, yeah, he's a lovely guy. I think he means nothing bad by anything he does. It's his mouth that's getting him in trouble. He just says weird things. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think he's the sh- as sharp he as he like used to be. Is he like the Phoebe of friends of his friend group? I think that's think? a very good analogy. Maybe. Yeah. Imagine Phoebe if she were allowed to age as a character. <laughs> right. My God. I know. She'd be a little bit like Rose from Golden Girls, really. They're yes. actually similar characters. They really are. Whoa. Wow. Are there other characters in Golden Girls that are other characters and friends? I think the nerd, tough, I don't know. That, well, I think Joey for sure is is Blanche. Blanche, right. The slutty and one. Dorothy and, well, Dorothy and, um, oh my God, Estelle Getty, what was her character? Sophia. That's, Dor- that's Sophia, right. Are they Ross and Rachel? Not really. Yeah, I think Sophia maybe is Courtney Cox. Yeah. Uptight, mm-hmm. kind of a boss. And then I think that Dorothy... Um, is Ross. Room, 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 uh, what's her name? Uh, Dorothy's real name in life? B. Arthur. B. Arthur, I think, is like an amalgam of Ross and Chandler. Yeah. 
I think we're right. This is maybe it's a it's a it's a sequel. Maybe. Golden Friends. Golden Friends. Love that. Televangelist sells hundred and twenty five dollar silver solution as cure for coronavirus. Jim Baker's back in the news. Yes, I saw someone tweet about this. Yeah, he's trying to. He had a fake doctor on his show, mm-hmm. a holistic doctor, but I mean natural pathic doctor. It's pretty much fake, and said on the show that uh, this silver solution that he sells on his website, Jim Baker, of course, formerly of convenient. Sex Scandal fra- right. uh, fame, infamy back in the day, can s- cure the coronavirus, not necessarily the current strain, but other strains. Oh, and can strengthen Lest your immune system. Some other coronavirus, <laughs> yeah, right. not the one, but some right. other one. You've heard of coronavirus? Yeah, this some is of them. This takes <laughs> care of the ones you're not going to get. Is they that really it, what they're saying? They're so saying it, the, it, cor- the coronavirus that we're afraid of right now, this is we're not going. It's not going to help you. This particular strain, but that for other coronavirus, it's shown to make it disappear. I didn't know there were other coronaviruses. Coronavirus. I, my understanding is the term coronavirus just refers to the shape of the actual virus itself. Oh, really? So it's like got a crown on it or something. Corona. Cr- corona means crown. crown in Spanish. Yeah. So it. Like a coronation. Yes. Right. Yes. You have to assume. Mm-hmm. So the actual, it's like a virus molecule or a virus, whatever you measure a virus in, the tiny bit of virus. Deadliness is the way I measure it. <laughs> it's deadly with I... a crown, with some sort of, looks like a crown or something. Interesting. Okay. Again, but, I could be wrong, but I feel like I read that. I think people know when people talk. It's not experts. It's like very kind of you to be concerned about if you're saying wrong things, but I don't think people are hearing people aren't podcast hosts and thinking this is a fact. People aren't fact-checking also. It's true. Are, no, I was going to say people aren't fact-checking you all the time. No. Really? No, people trust me that I'm accurate. Mom. And they should. I've been wrong only – I think I only had issued one correction in eight years, nine years. Well, what was it? I don't remember. Okay. But I, I researched the podcast pretty good. But it's also a news podcast. You know, you're not trying to do news. You're trying to have lovely conversations about the world. So then that's why it makes sense that they would fact check me? No, they they should not be fact checking me. People are letting me know when I say wrong things all the time. It just means you have rabid fans, which is great. And they might probably have coronavirus. Well, they need some silver solution. They need some silver solution. Ironically... Is this something you drink? I think, yeah, it's a big bottle that you drink. And ironically, what it actually does, it uh, similar things with colloidal silver in it. Yeah. uh, Actually... Um, is known to not not only have no health benefits, but ingesting it can cause side effects like argria. I don't know what that is. Sounds terrible. Or discoloration, discoloration rather of the skin or other tissue, and poor absorption of other medications by the body. And on Silver Solutions page on Jim Baker's website, there's a link to a warning for residents of California that it has chemicals known by the state of California mm, to cause cancer and birth, defects, birth defects and other reproductive harm. How much are they charging for it, I wonder? $125 a bottle. Wow. That's, uh, that's real snake oil shit. How can you still do it? He had the other doctor come on there, so he's acting dumb. He's holding his own bottle. He's like, so you're saying this can do what? Oh, so he's not even... Yeah. Oh, this can cure coronavirus. Not the current one, but really you're saying it cures coronavirus. Amazing. Weird. A professor compared OK Boomer to the N-word... I heard about that. You're on top of it. You know why? Because I look at like Twitter trending topics. I love it. Um, but I, but I, I don't know any about any of this in any depth. I just like, oh, I heard about that. Um, yeah, that's insane to me, and it's yeah. super insulting. And certainly a boomer thing to think or say, right? Like, way to yeah. prove how much of an out of touch a boomer you are. Exactly the same as the plight of a black person. <laughs> right. It's pretty incredible. And said yeah. the n word hard r out loud when saying it. 
Hard N, you mean? Wait, hard R. Hard R. Oh, oh it's opposed to A. Yeah. Right. So literally, they weren't even called OK Boomer. The a student was saying that that older people have to respect journalists more. Let me actually fact check that, make sure I'm reading that properly, because uh, a student made the comment that journalists must keep up with younger generations, rather. The professor said that saying that was the equivalent of saying OK Boomer to him, which is like calling somebody the N-word. And he said the actual N-word. How old is this guy? This, this professor guy? is 125 years old. Well, then that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Um, I don't know how old he was, but well, he apologized. Like, oh, good. But it's a real kind of a weak apology. I love when people's apologies, you can tell they still really believe the thing. Yeah, like, oh, I'm sorry if my words hurt you. Yeah, but oh, I that's one of the worst. Them. I'm yeah. sorry if you were hurt by right. my words. I realize the word was hurtful and fuses the racial divisions of our country, past and present. The use of the word is inappropriate in any, especially educational settings. Yeah, by no. saying especially, you're saying there's some settings right. maybe not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right, like in my private life, when, yeah. I, when I can share what I really think, exactly. it's acceptable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Atlantic reported, John Kelly said Vindman was right to report Trump's call with Zelensky. Former White House Chief of Staff John Kelly said Wednesday that Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, the key witness, one of the key witnesses in Trump's impeachment inquiry, was right to raise concerns about Trump's July call to Ukraine's president, former comedian Zelensky. Um, Kelly believes Vindman who was fired from the White House last week and perp-walked out of there, um, properly notified his superiors. They trained people in the military to do exactly that. If somebody gives you an illegal order and Kelly believes it was an illegal order, you're supposed to put it up the chain of command exactly. He did it perfectly. Yeah, it was a perfect call. It was a perfect call. And it was a perfect Report whistle- on the yeah. call. He's not the whistleblower though, right? Uh, we don't, I don't know. There have been a couple outings. Rand Paul this week, out of, last week, out of the whistleblower's name. And people are not giving his address out online. But uh, I, I never looked at it. I don't know who it is. Mm. But I don't believe it's him because he's right. public about it anyway. But um, Yeah, it's shady as heck that he got his walking papers. Yeah. It's gross. And Trump is now saying that he should be maybe punished, Vindman. Right. For breaking the line of command. Like like, like it's a, against the law to do what he did. So Kelly came to his defense and also is now offering a litany of other complaints about Trump. Oh. According to The Atlantic, he reportedly took issue with Trump's characterization in 2015 of Mexican immigrants as rapists and murderers. Thanks for coming on board now. Yeah, yeah. After he's been doing ruining our country for a long time. There's certain, there are certain environments where it's not okay to say that. Education is one. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, said, it's, um, said that he thought Trump's attempts to get North Korea to denuclearize, he never believed they were anything but letting North Korea play with us for a while. Yep. He said that he's not thinking the press is the enemy of the people, obvious to anybody who's not an asshole. <laughs> I mean, come on. And he also regretted leaving the White House because he said, I feel bad that I did leave. And I know that he didn't find someone like me that was willing to stand up to him. And that's what led to his impeachment. He warned him of that. Mm-hmm. He predicted his impeachment if he were right. to leave and not get a – and didn't replace him with a yes man. Well, I like this John Kelly guy. Maybe Don't you I'll think? get him on my podcast. He's a good man, mm-hmm. except that he really didn't like. I don't ever get when, why people resign when they're morally opposed to a thing. Mm-hmm. When you're the one of the few people that has the right. ear of the person that's doing the bad thing. Yeah. Do you think he on? I mean, do you? I don't know the details of his resigning. Do you think it was totally his choice, or because because my sense of Trump is that he's not someone who keeps. If someone's going to stand up to him, he gets rid of them. Right. He doesn't keep them around. 
Yeah, and I think Kelly did a decent amount of that. So at the end, I think Trump was ready to fire him, and it probably was pretty mutual. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly how it ended. Do you remember that op-ed, that anonymous op-ed from someone who was like, don't worry, there are adults in the room? Oh, yeah. Where are they? Yeah, and they wrote a book now. There's a whole oh, really? book by that anonymous person saying that we're doing whatever we can to check Trump's worst instincts. Mm, In what way are they? Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. (laughs) I mean, I guess he's not taking us to war. He showed some restraint with Iran, which was surprising. Yeah, he, yeah. Yay. That was decent, I guess. But um, I just never get why people take themselves out of the picture when they're one of the few that can actually fix the thing. Yeah, I know. I'm a judge that's standing in the way of you running roughshod with the Constitution. You want to run roughshod with the Constitution? I resign. I will have no part of it then. You will have clear pathway right. to do as you will Right. in it's protest. A, it's a really good point. It doesn't make any sense. Do all, like, tell the him you're on his side and then trick him. I just wonder if they feel like they're not going to be able to get anywhere and so therefore they wash their hands of it. I guess, but try. Right. Try harder. Yeah. That's what I think. Jim Carrey was slammed. You hear about this one? No, this one I didn't. Okay, thank God I got one here. <laughs> no, there was. A, I didn't know about Taryn Manning. Oh, okay. Well, Taryn one, Cameron Manning. Well, it's because we're living now apparently in the mid to late 90s. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey slammed for an unacceptable remark about a female journalist on his bucket list during an interview for his uh, Sonic the Hedgehog movie. What did he say? And this is in my opinion. I'm curious your thoughts. I won't even going to tell you my opinion just yet. But... He was in a press junket interview, sitting out with Heat magazine. Journalist Charlotte Long asked him about his long-spanning career and said, In the film, Sonic has a bucket list. I was wondering, after all you've done in your career and in your life, is there anything still left on your bucket list? And Carrie, without pausing, said, Just you. She laughed, covered her mouth. That's it. It's all done now. Wow, Long responded. I don't know what to say to that. Just own it, Carrie said, while also laughing. Twitter flipped out, calling him a sleazeball, saying his words were unacceptable. Quote, such a huge fan of Jim Carrey, but lost respect for him today, one Twitter user wrote. This is unacceptable. I wish and hope he apologizes to you, but you handled it really well. More power to you. Um, my honest reaction is like, oh, please. I know that that's not a popular reaction. Right. I love and it. I agree I with you completely. I wasn't in the room. Right. Perhaps it was very predatory and perhaps she made – she felt very uncomfortable. I also don't know if there were other people in the room. It, in hearing about it, and I know I'm going to be accused of making excuses for it, it feels performative. Yes. Um, But I don't know. You know, I've sort of been having – um. I've been realizing that I am a bit of a relic and I came up in a different time because when all the Me Too stuff happened, uh, it first of all, it was eye-opening the, the, the level upon which all of this was happening because I, mm-hmm. of course, like I'm, you know, I'm not super naive. Like I know that this stuff happens, but I didn't realize just how many, how, like it almost seemed like this is the currency that Hollywood runs on. Right. Um, but it made me you know, think back on a lot of different experiences I've had and think about how inappropriate so many of them were. And I didn't at the time interpret it as inappropriate, which I like, I kind of wish I had felt that it was inappropriate more as opposed to how I took it at the time, which is like, oh, how flattering that person in a position of power likes. I'm not, I'm not drawing a parallel between the Harvey Wine. Like there's obviously I'm, 
the stuff I'm talking about is not. Well, what's an example? Because my initial thought hearing you say that is like, if you didn't interpret it as as a negative in the moment, then why should it retroactively be a negative? I feel like that's something we're doing too much in our society. But well, what's an example? So like working on a show where there was a producer who was in a position of power over me, who was married, who started flirting with me, and I was so young and like craving attention so much that I think that I talked myself into like, wow, he must really like me so much that he's willing to jeopardize his home life. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, this guy is a sleaze bag who doesn't care at all about messing with my emotions, messing with my career. Um, you know, I'm just one of many to him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, instead what I was, was like, he was just flirting a lot. Or was he like tying it to like he was like making jokes like Let's no he was whatever he wasn't tying it to career stuff but it was like it could ha- if if something had happened it would have totally had a negative impact on my career Be- my career there because then he would have been uncomfortable around me right and then he wouldn't have wanted to work with me he and was then- crossing lines of professionalism in general completely complete boundary crossing right which like i said now i'm like i look back and i think that's so that's so sleazy and gross and and was taking advantage of my me being young and eager like i said at the time i really was sort of flattered and i i feel like that's of failing on my failing is a little too judgmental of myself but there was something there was like an empty space in me that made it so that i interpreted it that way whereas now as someone who has a much greater sense of self and isn't looking for male attention everywhere and you know is a little more stable in that way now i would definitely think it's gross and inappropriate do you think that's also because of not just where you are in your life but also just how society has changed like maybe if the Me Too movement hadn't happened, you would hear that and you'd still – you wouldn't be in that place where you like indulged it or flirted back or was flattered. But you might be like, ah, he's just being a flirty dude. Or do you think um, that – I think that I – I think that I personally – I think a li- society has changed. So a little bit it is because of that. But I also think that I had a real blind spot because I remember a friend pulling me aside, not in that situation, but a different one. Because it was like countless situations like this that I found mm. myself in. A friend being like, that's the kind of guy you can have a crush on, but you do not want a guy like that to be your boyfriend. And I was like, I don't know the difference. you know. And it was just this guy who was like real flirty and um, I don't know. I just was very kind of behind in terms of figuring out how dating and relationships and all that stuff worked. So I repeatedly liked guys that – people who had more street – smarts i think would be like nothing good's gonna come of this relationship right. of this situation right yeah. interesting so that i totally see how i think it's great that you're in a place where you wouldn't tolerate that anymore yeah that's really good do you do you think this jim carrey thing is not that it sounds to me like he's a joke he's known for being absurd in interviews and he said in the interview he goes you and then he goes so now my bucket list is done, implying just the interview was enough. He didn't even he didn't imply he had sex with her during the interview, you know what I mean? Right. But even if it was just joking, like flirting just, with interviewers is kind of a tried and true, like on camera, off camera is different. If you're doing it off camera, I feel like that's you're crossing lines and you're getting in someone's personal life. But 
if you're a performer on well, camera. See, that's the thing where I feel like the times have changed because I guess so. I've, I've been in a million flirty interviews. Um, and you know, I was a journalist for years and it, like that was pretty not, it was not that uncommon. And I, ne- but I never, it never seemed real to me either. Right. So I don't know. I, I, my reaction is people are making too much of this. I don't think it's a big deal. I'm open to someone explaining to me why I'm wrong. Right. Although I'd rather you didn't. But you're, <laughs> well, but you're saying you've been in plenty of flirty interviews and they, and not anymore or still, and you're able to separate on camera flirtiness with behind the scenes flirtiness. Or you think times has changed in general for it? I think, I don't think there's like egregious open flirting as much anymore. So in that way, the Jim Carrey, I think, I think it's over the line, but I also feel like, was she really wounded by it? Right. I think if she laughed and then posted it on her social media, it seems. Was she not posting it wounded. for like because this is a funny moment? Or I think she's posted the interview. I think I'm not yeah. positive, but I think she's posted the interview. Yeah, on her private Twitter, but fans saw. But it, a so little it bit, be. Jim Carrey read the room and read the tenor of. But he said two words, so maybe he as soon as he said that, and she maybe gasped. He was like, "Let me fix it," and he said. So my bucket list is now done as in almost a compliment being interviewed by you, even though I think his first joke was definitely meaning to sleep with you. Right. But he corrected it as fast as you possibly can. It was two words and he corrected it. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like that's a bit high of a bar to hold people to. Like, I think I probably still flirt in interviews sometimes. Like to me, it's always been funny, like with morning news anchors, because mm-hmm. it's such a stuffed up environment to go right. in there as a comedian and comics it all the time and just be kind of silly. Right. Just say like, you and me are going on vacation together. We're going to take that dream trip. They don't take it seriously. They laugh and think I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't feel like that is right. that's taken less, seriously by anybody. That's less sexual, though, than what Jim Carrey said. Fair enough. Yeah, saying, to me it just, right, to me it, doing you or whatever. Just to you. me, it comes across as a joke that didn't land. Right. But that happens, too. Yeah. Like, we can't have comedians, I don't think, being so scrutinized that we can't make jokes. Right. Like, I have a new joke in my act about exactly this where I go... Please forgive us up here if we're a little slower than used to seeing comedians because now we have to pause a second before saying anything and just put it through a quick, easy filter of, will this ruin my life? <laughs> will saying this statement end my life and career instantly? Yeah. So we're living in very different times for sure, but I think artists should still be given some slack when performing, not off right. camera. Agreed. She have to be a professional the second the show's done. I think the days of like being rock star style, Henry disagrees again, the... the <laughs> Days of being rock star style, I think, are 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 done in that way. Yes. But I think on stage, on camera, you're there to be able to say and do the things that people don't get to do in society. It's what makes it a show. Right. That's why you're paying to go see a weird thing you would never experience. Right. Have yeah. someone talk to you the way you'd never accept in real life. Mm-hmm. Have somebody make fun of you in the front row in a way that if somebody you just met said that to you, you'd kick the shit out of them. Right. But he's on stage and you're laughing hysterically at him saying he wants to sleep with your wife and you're an idiot and losing your choices are stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't disagree. I love that. <laughs> on that note, it's time to check in with the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Brain Trust, the Glebe Squad, the Glebe Nation, the Friends of Benefits. It is time. <laughs> you have so many. That's so good. The Glebe Mob, the Glob. I love it. It's time for Twitter Answers. <laughs> Okay, I have one that I believe is Allison Rosen 
tailored. We did it last week, so I thought maybe you'd be on last week, and we couldn't make schedules work. So I'm doing it the first time ever the same question two weeks in a row, just so I could. I'm honored. I'm honored so that share you, with you didn't innovate for me. You're very welcome. Because it's still meaningful because, you know, the first time you've not innovated. Yes, that's exactly right. My non-innovation is groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all new answers. So I asked, I asked the brain trust, what's your pet peeve? I love it. And we have a bunch here. Great. I'd love to know if you have any as well. You can think in the back okay. of your head during this. But at Mira Ferran said, when people don't put the toilet lid down before they flush. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? Why would you want to put the toilet lid down before you flush? So that it the aerated water doesn't come at you. I would think it would just now make the seat wet. Oh, you mean the top, the cover? Yes. Oh, I think that's people what do means. that. I've never done it in my life that way. Really, I did it recently, and I was like, "What am I doing?" Close the whole top. You're really growing no, up. No, oh, no, not I didn't. closing. It. I didn't, and you're I really like, regressing. And my. Fa- <laughs> Soon you're going to be wild again. You're going right. to be calling the exes, trying right. to get fruit bowls going. <laughs> I, um, no, I forget. I was like, I was leaning down to pick something up off the ground and I flushed the toilet at the same time. And so my face was really close to the toilet. Uh-huh. And I thought that was probably not the right way to flush. Did you get splashed on? No, I didn't feel anything. Okay, but I think see, it's I my think that's pretty safe. So you think you did get hit? I might have. Well, I'm sorry to hear I don't that. No, I need silver solution. We're going to get it for you. Yeah, just yeah. in case one of those other coronaviruses yeah, one of the, in the toilet. One of the ones you don't hear about. Right. <laughs> At Joanna Jones 80 says, people who don't use the magical lever when they are turning and when clothes are put away inside out. I don't even know what the first one means. I think they mean turn, turn signal? Turn signal, yeah. Oh, okay. I can see being annoyed by that. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that clothes one. Clothes inside out. Oh, that's care. a big. Oh, that's a big problem for me. Really? Putting. I mean, I'm not super organized, but you're gonna put something away. You gotta put it away properly. Like I'm, I'm not very efficient in my life, and so stuff will stay in piles. But when I finally get to that pile, it's gonna be put away normal. Otherwise, I feel like you give up. A, like it's like next level. Like getting ready to be organized in life is not great if that lasts years and years and years into your forties. But I think it's worse to say I'm the person that actually puts it away wrong. Do you always match your socks? Yeah. Sometimes I don't. Really? Yeah, if no one's going to see them. Like if I'm just wearing shoes and jeans and no one's going to see my socks, I will – they're matched right now. Okay. In general, I match them. Like right now, I'm I'm flush with socks. I've got a robust sock That's situation. Nice. It's nice because I can reach in and – oh, yeah, they're under, they're under boots. But they're oh, – Always hard to see yeah. your boots. But, um, but if it's like lean times in my sock drawer mm-hmm. – I'll just grab two and put them on. If I know I'm not going to go out likely, I'll just put on like old white athletic socks. But almost every time I end up then having to go out and then I'm sitting in the pants pull up and I feel like a old Jewish man. Mm. Like Is that what old, they wear? Yeah, just like confused and not really worrying about right. your appearance and calling people dog face pony soldiers. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Not ideal. Um, at Fonts Faluda says, "Oh, I know him. Really? Hi, Fonts. Oh, nice. This is a this is a friend of yours, a mm-hmm. podcast listener. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. His name's Michael. He says, Yuckster professional radio commercial announcer voice. Yuckster professional commercial radio announcer voice. Relax. Neither of you are guilty of it. Also, repeating a goddamn phone number four times at the end of a commercial. Some of you might have done this. Smiley face. That's me, right? I guess he means you. I don't have ads." Well, then, that is me. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think I repeat a phone number over or a and website. Over, but I will, yeah, I'll give like the website and the promo code a few times because I feel like it really like seals it in the brain. Yeah, they do on the radio too. I mean, yeah. I get how it can be annoying to listen to, but and maybe also with like a rewind button, it's less necessary. Sure. But also, you know, these are people that are making your your livelihood possible, and you want to get that code in their ear. That's right. I'm okay with it. Thank you. And if any advertisers want to know how okay with it I am, give me a call at Ben Glebe on Twitter. <laughs> Tell them exactly the exact number of okay with it you are. Yeah. I love the idea of dog genealogy and human genealogy oh research. And BarkVet.com. Yeah. Slash, uh-oh. Yeah, free ad right now. Think, slash your code. Give them your code. I think it's EmbarkVet.com. Use promo code BESTFRIEND for 15% off. I hope I I'm not giving I think that's correct. Yeah. You just got a free discount for your dog's DNA. It gives you all kinds of connections and information and diseases you can be aware of. That's right. It, it I listened during your ad reads. 250 breeds and over 170 genetic markers. Wow. Yeah. Hard to believe almost. I know, but I mentioned on the show Jackie Johnson, who has the cutest little dog, who and she had done other DNA tests for her dog, mm-hmm. uh, did Embark and found out in more detail what her little yeah. chooch is. It's incredible. Yeah. The good people at Embark, give me a call. Uh, at JBTIV, mouth noises in general. And there were several tweets with mouth noise complaints. Yeah. People are really upset about it. I've never heard mouth noises and been bothered. Really? This bothers you? What kind of mouth noises? In general, little noises and like, what, what is a mouth noise like someone's cotton mouth and you hear like, mm-hmm. like someone's probably barking. It's not right ideal. Now. No, it's not great. Um, what are other mouth noises? Like all the sort of attendant sounds of snoring. Mm. My husband has that. So it's like the snoring and then there's also like. <laughs> right. Some of that. <laughs> that sounded like you're eating grosser. ramen. Sounded way grosser than yeah. the snoring sounds. I've been told a few times in my life that when I eat, mm. I'm unaware completely that I'm doing this. And apparently I go. <laughs> <laughs> like I really love the food. Do I do that, babe? And she's <laughs> nodding her head. Do you do this like in a restaurant? I, I think it's very quiet, so you only notice if you're next to me, though, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah, it's been confirmed by Carmel right there with the dog on her lap. But I'm, I don't know why. I just really enjoy food. I feel like that's sweet. Thank you. Do you agree, Carmel? <laughs> there was a little pause there, but I yeah. take it. Oh, she told me one recently that she said it was almost a deal breaker in our relationship early on. She said that she can't stand it when you hear the fork at someone's teeth. Oh, yeah. Can't I've never it. thought about that, but that would make me... And she's a dental hygienist. Her job is putting metal two teeth. Yeah, but that's why she can't stand it, probably. Because, Traumatized. Well, because you're uh, endangering the sanctity of your oh, tooth. That might be what it is. Do you, do you bang your teeth with forks all the time? Apparently. How often do I do that, Carm? Every, Every meal? meal? Whoa. Wow. I just like to get make sure I'm getting all the food off that fork. You know, I'm not taking any gambles. I have pretty much if i can just switch to spoons because i <laughs> because i'll absent-mindedly like bang my tooth and i'm convinced i'm gonna chip them they're gonna chip so much that they fall out or I've something never I, can't heard. I know i'm an adult who doesn't trust myself with forks you've switched to only spoons i try so i don't know now if you've matured or if you've just jumped to old lady or back to baby style i don't know i know spoons. i'm definitely on the margin what do you do for you somewhere in that gap I'm somewhere on the... I'm either old or young. Right. I think that's true for us all. There's times where I can't... Yeah, what do you do when you need a fork? You got to stab things occasionally. I opt for the smallest fork I can find. And I, it's, it's not like a baby fork or anything. <laughs> it's not like a cocktail 
funny cocktail fork. I just mean I'll go for a salad fork over a big fork. Wow. I've got a it's I'm I'm not present, Ben. I'm not in my body. I'm uh-huh. not mindful. I'm like distracted. And if I'm distracted, I will smash the fork into my tooth. This has happened to you a lot of times. A bunch of times. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think I just apparently make terribly game uh, deal breaking noises with <laughs> But my, I think what I I'm eat. telling you is I am your future. I assure you, over my dead body will I ever abandon the fork. It's been good to me my whole life. Not okay. You're banging it against your teeth. You didn't expect to get this from both ends, did you? Nope. This tooth lecture. The banana's coming out next, I guess. Huh? <laughs> just be Am careful. I allowed to say that in modern life? I don't know. Just be careful is what I'm saying. Hmm. Oh, I just got that, right. what you said, yeah. Um, be careful. Uh, you're going to bonk your teeth. I mean, I don't think so. Okay. I'm, I think I'm hitting the bottom of my teeth. I'm not hitting the top oh. ever. Like I'm probably hitting under. As, as I come out, is it happening, Carmen? When I, after when the food comes back out, I'm hitting it? Mm. On the way in. All right. Go. I, I guess I'm going to try to focus on this. Both? Both? <laughs> You're I'm just, just like clanging clang, it clang, up clang. in there. Yeah, it's like a clang. Like a, like a New York radiator. <laughs> <laughs> clang, clang, clang goes the trolley. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm going to focus on this if at all possible. Clang, clang, clang goes your relationship. I guess so. My God. Lock me up. I'm a criminal. Mm-hmm. Somebody else had a fork related pet peeve. Oh. I didn't write it down, but now that we've talked about it, so I can't credit them, but. They said when uh, one of the prongs on a fork gets yes. bent, trying to fix it. You'll never fix it. They said use it for an art project, but stop using that fork. That one I agree with. It's a fair comment. You it's can't fair bend it. Comment. You yeah. can't bend it back. I know. And people will have the one with the, the one tine that's like headed a different direction in their, in their uh, drawer for ages. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like they're doing it. Maybe it's like, a, like an island of misfit toys. Yeah. But like what art project? You know, like, let's talk about people's insecurities when it comes to self-confidence and mouth fork noises. Mm -hmm. Some kind of a social commentary. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) John W. Beverly says, people who vote political party regardless of the candidates. I don't even know if it's a pet peeve exactly, but... That's not a pet peeve it's of not, mine. Because it's too important. No, it's a, it's, a nece- it's a necessary thing to yeah, do Yeah, certain right times. Now. Right now you have to yeah. do it. Normally I would agree. Support? Yeah, exactly. Probably a Trump guy. I'd like to know. Let me know, John W., because right now... If you want to stop Trump, you have to support anybody who's a Democrat. It's mm-hmm. the only option. It's the only option. And I love Republicans. My grandfather, my hero, was a Republican. We can have different opinions, but not right now. We got no. someone eroding our values, and it's not cool. At Mellow Shh said, <laughs> that's how they spell it. Complaining regarding the room being too cold when there's a sweater or jacket draped on the back of their chair. Doubling down when they adjust the temp so it's now sweltering. Does that nah. bother you? No. I mean, if I'm not hot, sorry, if I'm, if I feel good and someone else is wearing like a tank top and is saying it's cold and they see a sweater, I might suggest they put the sweater on. Mm. But I've not, this is not a pet peeve of mine. Right. It doesn't happen that often to me. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's a pet peeve of mine either. I will say a minor pet peeve might sort of be like occasionally when always my girlfriend <laughs> and I go out. And she doesn't control her body temperature so well and it gets cold very easily. And we'll just leave the house right near the door. There's a bunch of jackets in a closet. Leave without a jacket. And then within two minutes, it's very cold. And doesn't ask for my jacket politely, but I, of course, offer it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm jacketless. Well, why don't you grab an extra jacket on your way out since it's right by the door? My girlfriend is flicking me off while you suggest <laughs> something very reasonable. And I will try. I'm going to work on improving myself. 
I'm going to work on carrying extra jackets around for some reason because adults can't remember that on their own. And I'm going to work on not hitting my mouth with fork and enjoying food much less and being delicate with something that gives me so much joy. Oh, are you also going to stop mming? I don't have control of that. <laughs> Unaware of it completely. Um, at ASU Fan 23, adults who plan elaborate birthday celebrations for babies. I agree. I don't know if that's a pet peeve, but it's something – well, I've been to some baby birthday parties where I'm like, really? This is over the top. Yeah. Have you seen the Kardashian ones? I mean, yeah. they're having family tear-down fights over right. whether it should be sugar-free candy or real candy on the Candyland-themed birthday party mm-hmm. for a four-year-old that will never remember shit. Yeah. We had um, we had a, a, a big joint party – uh, for Elliot's first birthday with his friend when they were both turning one. And it was fun for the adults, but I, I think that Elliot enjoyed it more when everyone left. Mm. So for Owen's birthday, which is coming up, I think we're just going to be really small. Okay. So you agree, like, you don't go nuts. Have a party, but don't make a party for yourself and right. pretend it's a kid's party. Yeah. The, the, your, your baby's not going to appreciate it. Yeah, I don't think so. Save your money. Yeah. Um, S. Slaw, at Shock and Slaw. Great handle. This one I totally agree with. News articles, quote news articles, that are a brief description only of a situation, then followed by a bunch of tweets from random people who support the point. Yes, I don't like that. Ridiculous. No, that's uh, silly. A bigger pet peeve of mine related to that is these places that have to justify having news articles and what they actually just do is they... they, um, They're aggregators. Yeah. These people like SNL will drop a sketch and they'll just have the sketch embedded and they'll just repeat in text a lot of the punchlines. Right. You're not a journalist. Mm-mm. You're just reposting a link. Yeah. You're just get over you're serving ads is what you're doing. That's exactly right. Repeat that number three times. You're serving ads is what you're doing. <laughs> you're serving ads is what you're doing. You're serving ads is what you're doing. Well done. I gave promo code best friend. Best. Oh, okay. I was going to plug your show. But... Oh, promo code last week. Yeah. LWOE. I like that. Um, we've got one last one here. Two last ones before we do a quick thunder round. At Hugs and Kiss 3, Kimberly, dear friend of our show, when people have a conversation on speakerphone in public and are talking loud. Yeah, that's stupid and rude. I agree. And I, I feel the same way, yet I can't understand why, because the voice coming through the speakerphone is quieter than another person would be talking to that person. But it's something about the me- the mechanistic oh, yeah. nature of the voice, right? But it's also like we don't. This is something we don't need to hear. I think that's what it is. Because you don't need to hear the table next to us either. Yeah. What's yeah, the difference? Frequently, I'm irritated by them. Actually. Okay. Fair enough. You don't yeah. want people talking at all. Just your conversation should be allowed. I don't like hearing people fight near me. I don't like people he- hearing people get along really well near me either. I it's love like, it. Anytime really? I can hear anything of interest, I don't like boring conversations near me. I'd like to ban those. But people getting along great. Falling in love, having a good date, sexy talk, angry talk, fights. I'm quieting down my whole table. I'm like, let's listen to that one. Okay. It's fun. Yeah. I don't get to do it a lot. Rarely does opportunity present itself, but it's fun. For hardcore eavesdropping? You better believe it. <laughs> and Ricardo Perez at re underscore PE12. People who leave their shopping cart in the middle of the aisle. Yeah, that's rude. You think? You may as well move Put it to it. the side? Yeah. Okay, fair oh, enough. Oh, wait a minute. Who leave it in the middle, mm-hmm. like while they're picking something up. I think I'm guilty of doing that sometimes. Yeah, I think when you're picking up, it's maybe fine. Maybe just leaving it, leaving it. Yeah, like are you abandoning it in the middle of the aisle or are you shopping and you're leaving it there while you're picking something off the shelf? 
I think that's got to be fine. It should still be near your side, though, really, honestly. Yeah. And then are you one of the people that get upset at people that don't put the cart back in the parking lot? Because I literally just go to the edge of the car and make sure it doesn't roll into another person's car and I leave it right there. That's pretty much what I – sometimes I put it back. It depends. It, it just depends how far away I am and if I've got a baby who seems like he's not going to be okay with mm. being left in the car seat in the car while I put it back, then no, I won't. I go either way. I've got a pet peeve. Please. People who get angry at people who recline their seats on an airplane – Oh, you see that video going yes. viral? Yeah, ridiculous. The, I It has come to my attention for a while that there's a whole group of people who feel like the rudest thing you can do on a plane is yeah. recline your seat. And this was a real surprise to me. It's insane. I think it was when I was on the Adam Carolla show and there was a news story about like, you know, the top 10 most annoying things to do on a plane. And number one was recline your seat. It's and crazy. I was like, what? I never, ever knew that you weren't supposed to. Right. And I still feel that if you have the option of reclining, you can recline. You're reclining like For three sure. degrees. Three degrees. I personally don't do it because I want to sleep longer. That's the only reason I don't do it. Yeah. But um, I, the guy punching the back of the seat of the like, woman that tall, reclined he's it. He's in the last seat of the airplane. And it's like, get well, a better seat. That's exactly. Get on top of your shit better. Exactly. Or deal with it, bro. Yeah. Now, granted, the only time it's very inconvenient when somebody reclines and when you're eating an elaborate meal or if you have a laptop on there yeah. and it really makes the angle very hard to see your laptop screen, but deal with it. Right. It's not... Everyone's miserable on a plane. Yeah. Everybody hurts sometimes. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm catchy. saying? Yeah, I do. Uh, we do plugs before Thunder Round, so... Oh, that's smart. You t- you taught me to do that on my show and I forgot. Mm-hmm. Now I'm back to doing my plugs at the end when no mm-hmm. one hears them. Yeah. Well, it's just they can't tweet along. You know, I, I said you're at Rolls and Rolls and up top. But, I like the, that. but full on plugs before the end too. Like, tell me, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Amazing podcast. Two episodes a week. That's right. Solo Comes episodes Monday. Mondays. Yeah, Monday is a one on one, and Thursday is the group show, which you've been on countless times. Countless. I've been on both a few times. Yes, you have. Mm-hmm. It's super. It's super fun. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Um, a fast way to get there is iTunes dot com slash. No, I'm sorry. That's no more. Apple dot co slash Allison Rosen iTunes dot com slash it's not I'm sorry slash iTunes dot co slash Allison Rosen it's far too long do you think that's too long do you have a shorter one you could share it, yeah okay it's bitly so beat no it's <laughs> apple dot co uh-huh. slash Allison Rosen love that one L that's right you better believe check it. out childish my podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons yes and that is apple dot co slash childish and so I'm maybe on, change that one to banana.co, you know what I'm saying? You're right. Thank you. We titled this episode um, A Banana and a Plum, but A-P-L-O-M. Oh, love that. Yeah. Greg was like, ooh, that's clever. Very good. I was surprised he wanted to go. It's like kind of kind of uh, nerdy, I self-satisfied, clever. But I anyway. Uh, but that's not what our podcast is about, being self-satisfied and clever. It's, it's just, about being parents. Yeah, but also being people. It's about being parents and um, marriage and being adults and having anxiety and depression, you know, but good. Because <laughs> whatever I just described doesn't sound very good. <laughs> having kids worth really it? Really good. Having kids worth it? It is worth it. But like the right choice to make for most people? If if they want to. If they don't want to, fuck, don't do it. Right. Because it's a lot of work. But if you want to do it, I recommend it highly. Okay. Uh, and tired then- always? I'm always tired. Yeah. But it's, it, seems really uh, it sounds terrible. so cliche, but it's really worth it. Okay. It really is. At Allison Rosen on Twitter, Instagram. And Instagram. Please follow me on both places. You should. Yeah. You really should. I'm tons of fun. You are. 
I mean, a great follow. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. At Ben Glebe, all social media. Edmonton, end of this month. Henry Horse, at Henry Horse. I should probably get him on Instagram. I don't want him to have more followers than me. I would feel very jealous. Oh. So you can just see him through my accounts. Yeah. You should get him his own Instagram. I don't know. I want him to be, I want the people coming to me for that. I see. Okay. You know why? Why do my dog need to be, be right. getting a following? He'll get right. ad deals. I'll also have a bunch of free dog beds in my house. Him. It's not necessary. He's, he's a great actor, things. actually. I will say that. <laughs> um, and uh, YouTube, Neurotic Gangster. It is time now for the Thunder Round. Free porn being offered to quarantine coronavirus cruise passengers. Adult website Cam Sodas, vice president. They're trying to ease the boredom for impacted passengers. They're offering free tokens to their website to get access to their to their porn cams. You a fan of this? Is this kind of them or is it just trying to impose their company in a time when it's not needed? I think it's kind. It's very nice of them, yeah, I think. It's nice. It's better than offering 125 bucks for a bottle of silver solution. That's right. I don't know how Thunder Round works. Do I just tell you quickly what I think? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it can go as depth as you want, but it's weird stories, and okay. it's quicker. Got it. Yes. Yeah, I'm into it. Free porn, go. Okay, I love it. Bank robber forgets to cut eye holes in pillowcase. The Edinburgh Evening News reports, Matthew Davies stormed into the Bank of Scotland branch in Dunfermline, armed with a meat cleaver last September, demanding money from terrified staff behind the counter. 47-year-old pulled the weapon from a pillowcase before putting the bedding item over his head and instantly losing his bearings within the branch. But the high court in Glasgow was told he had to quickly remove it because he hadn't created eye holes. What an idiot. What a maroon. Yeah. He's a maroon five of the highest level. (laughs) After repeatedly battering a glass partition at the bank's counter with the meat cleaver and threatening to harm a customer, he sauntered off and didn't even try to quickly saunter off. He started petting a dog on the way off and was caught by a customer who followed him home and then called police. I question his commitment. Yeah, I feel like he's he, half-assed it. This is more of a cry for help, really. Yeah. It's a cry for help. And, and he wants a dog. He wants a dog for sure. He should have stolen the dog. You're already stealing that right. day. Well, you're right. All of a sudden, you're putting your foot down as far as yeah. people's now, property. Oh, now you have ethics? <laughs> <laughs> he pled guilty to assault and robbery will be sentenced, assuming he can find the courthouse. Right. We don't know that. No. And our last story. Bees love cannabis, and it could help restore bee population, some are saying. According to a new study, bees are a fan of hemp. The taller hemp plant especially attracts bee populations in droves. Cornell University Research. Apparently, they are very attracted to hemp plants, and it's unusual, the findings, because it does not produce the sweet nectar found in typical floral varieties that attract insects. The bright colors that often attract bees and other insects to other plants are also less dazzling compared to other flower species. So... Do you think they're getting high? They just want to get high. These bees are getting high. I guess. I love that. Yeah. Who knew? You know what, though? I feel like being a, like a bee is a high-strung job. Pun intended? No. Oh, okay. Pun not intended. Pun not intended. Well, well there you go. That's eight, eight years. Really yeah. good. Um, if it was nine but years, really, you would have intended it. Just so like, you know. think about it. Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> is very high strung. Yeah, I'm getting nervous right now. And then now I know the, what, what, the, what the fork must feel like. <laughs> and then the queen barking orders. Yeah, and true. Then, 
I don't know what else they do besides buzz and take orders from the queen, but it sounds intense. They're also just like mired in honey all day. Yeah. Probably occasionally stealing a little honey for yourself, but... Right. And um, then someone comes along and takes the honey that they've been working right, so hard to make. Right. And I don't know if they read HuffPost, but they if they do, then they know that like it's not looking good for them or the environment or the earth. Yeah. I mean, bees are dying off. Yeah. At a rapid rate. Right. This could help repopulate them because they're able to pollinate a lot more effectively by hitting up these hemp plants they never used to hit up. Right. I think that's right. really nice. And I think your your point about them being high strung and them chilling out, it's beautiful. Really, then their buzzing becomes more of a kazoo sound, which people know I love. I and love they're probably kazoo. creating a kazoo yeah. tune with their buzz. And they're probably flying around going buzz, 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 me and a bee. Do you think they would ever, it would sting you? Not when they're stoned. No. Maybe by accident, they'd be like, like accidentally like Like a, spilling a bong. Yes. But I don't think they'd on purpose. I mm. think we'd be high together. He could be getting high off of a, off of a tall hemp plant. And I'll just be hitting a pipe probably. That sounds so cute. Yeah. Do it. Is there a sitcom there, you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. There's a, for sure an arc, like a whole season of that. It's ben not just and his one, bee. Ben and his bee. And it's not just one scene. No, I don't think so. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Until last week, next week, this has been Last Week on Earth. Last Week on Earth. Last Week on Earth.